You need to turn that up. Like Love Talk Radio.
as we open this evening's prayer, we'll do just that. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you and we thank you for this special day, the day that you have dedicated to those many mothers around the world, Lord. We pray that they will be pampered, Lord. They will be treasured. They will be made known what they have done is not unnoticed, Lord. We are grateful for them, Lord. Without them, um, many things would not have happened. We, we praise you, Lord, for bringing us through. And those who help us along the way, we are grateful for them as well. We are grateful for the ones who made this show possible, Lord, the ones who finance it, the ones who support us morally and otherwise, Lord. We are praying especially for the mothers, especially the ones who are ill and need your help, Lord. We pray that you will touch their bodies, heal them, and bring them back to their normal self again. We trust, Lord, that you will remember to touch Bobsy Nisbet and Murtris, her daughter. The dear Dr. Leroy Lashley and his daughter Lisa, Connie Whitley, Eddie Matt, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, El Camino Willett, Wentworth Francis, Dennis Kel- Kelman, Iselma Cornelius, Ralston Otto, Joseph Gunthrop, Mona Daniel, Phyllis, or Fillmore Hallpipe, and Dr. Roger Brown, Earl Stevens. And all the others who have not expressed their concerns, Lord, we pray for them. We hope that you can just touch their bodies, Lord. Heal them on this special day and this special Mother's Day, especially the mothers who have served this show faithfully. Pray for Irma O'Brien. We also pray for Hyson Christian. We pray for Jutna Patel, Angela Heat, and Barbara Henry, as well as Mrs. Jatin Patel. Donna Brown and Murchis Nesbitt and Connie Whitley, uh, some of the ones who serve on our show, and we are grateful for them, Lord. We're thankful for them, and thankful for all the mothers who helped in any way. Make this day a day to be remembered. We trust that they will have a wonderful time, whatever they do, and they will be favored henceforth. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen to you, Dennis. Good afternoon. You and we are being joined by Jatin right up in front. But Jatin, we want to just say good evening to you and wish you well. Before we bring in Dennis, he's going to come in with a with um, a special. He has to do on his mom, so we're going to just bypass the. Okay, go right ahead, Dennis, with your special, your mama today, and then we'll go into the outline. Okay, Leon, let's just welcome our listeners today, this special day, Mother's Day. Welcome to all our listeners, wherever you are in the world. This is the Cricket Show at www.blogtalkradios.com forward slash the Cricket Show. You can join us, call us, call in at 515-605-9850 or send us an email at show at comcast.net. Cricket show at Comcast.net. Set your reminder to join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern time zone. And as we move forward today, Maybe, just hold your thoughts, Mayor. Let's say hello to Hyacinth all the way from London, England. Happy Mother's Day to you, Hyacinth. And oh, hope that you have been well pampered this morning before you get on the show. Oh, thank you so much. 
Our Mother's Day was yes. in March, actually. So happy Mother's oh. Day to everyone across the pond. Yeah, I hope okay. you, I hope all you ladies were pampered. As Thank well. you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, Dennis, back to you. So, yes, as it's Mother's Day here in the U.S., I will pay a, pay a tribute to my dear recently departed mother. This is one as if she was here today. To begin, a wise person once said that every journey begins with a single step. This statement equally applies to all mothers on this anniversary day. To many of us, the passage of time seems hard to imagine, yet years have passed, and to me as an elementary school student, mom, your age today at 93 years old, that appeared to be a long way off. And at the same time, we, your children, find it hard to believe that we have been with you, Mom, for all those years. Yes, I and my siblings are not babies anymore. And over the years, we have grown and witnessed the sacrifices that you have made to ensure that our life experiences and needs are an improvement on your own life experiences. Today, on this Mother's Day anniversary, I want to take this opportunity to tell you how very grateful I am for your care guidance and support. Your children, now parents and grandparents today, can raise our own children with the strength, love, care, and concern that we experience at your hand. It is amazing how much my experience, endeavors, and educational goals are reflective of the traditions, values, cultural spirit that you, Mom, have always strived to put in the forefront. I know how difficult it must have been for you to watch us as we grew and developed our own unique characteristics and talents. It must also have been painful for you as parents to see your children modifying and rejecting ideas that were important to you. We tried, but we didn't always get it right. Mom, you demonstrated true grace and patience with us, showing much tolerance, and an awareness of our shortcomings and mistakes. I am here today as a grandparent to acknowledge that you were one of those rare and blessed parents who were never verbal or physical, though I must confess that they were temptations. Thank you, Mom, for being our mother, teacher, mentor, friend, and above all, thank you for being there for us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bravo. Bravo. Wish she could hear. Oh, we don't know if she's hearing, but awesome. Awesome tribute to a dear, wonderful lady, too. I, too, have to say that I also would have loved to say to not my mother, my paternal mother, but the mother who reared me from from my youth. Annie Carty was her name, and she was born, and I never forgotten her, her her date of birth. She was born the 3rd of March, 1896. But we're not going to elaborate on that because we have Jason <laughs> waiting right now, and we're going to ask him to say a few words before we ask Dennis to introduce him. Good evening to you, Dennis. Uh, not Dennis, but Jason. <clears throat> Yes, good evening, everyone, and happy Mother's Day to all listeners. Thank you. 
Indeed. Thank you so much. So, Dennis, why don't you do the honors? Okay. And then uh, All right. just before the... And just at the, the commencement of the um, birthday and anniversary, oh, we will bring the outline. Go right ahead. Okay. All right. Well, today is week five of the uh, Coach's Corner, the Cricket Show USA, the Cricket Hall of Fame USA, and the American Cricket Education Council ASA. is pleased to welcome the weekly joint collaborative broadcast of the Coach's Corner. The objective of the Coach's Corner is to provide coaching, education, and expert views, information, oral and practical assistance while helping to educate those who seek to understand and to become actively involved in the sport of cricket nationally and internationally. The segment of the Coach's Corner will run from 6.15 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and will feature... Jatin Patel, Cricket Hall of Famer and multi-sports coach, administrator and director of the Cricket Hall of Fame. Coach, good afternoon to you and welcome back for another edition of the Coach's Corner. And I think I will kick things off with just mentioning that our topic today will focus on frustration. And for the first question at the gate, Coach, what are the causes of frustration? What are the causes of frustration in sporting situations and more specifically frustrations in cricket? Uh, first of all, it's a happy Mother's Day to all mothers out there. Who you are, where you are, you have to pray to the gods. All credit goes to the mother. Also, to me, if you look at it, the coaching way, mother is the best coach. Mm. She is the one teach you everything from day one, if you understand the way. Some of them, or most of us, are unfortunate that mother did not teach us sports because she did not play for it. So that's like one option, but besides that, she has done everything, what the coaches are learning, how to deal with the kids. It's all coming from natural motherhood. Going straight back to that question, frustration, it's always a huge concern. It does not matter what level of sports you play. The frustration is the part of the game. It usually happens when someone's own opinion, things are not going as expected or as you wish. The another concern can be whatever is happening in team sport or in game situation, it is not the way you like. So either it's not going your way or it's not happening the way you think. And that is the reason you get into the situation which drags into the frustration. We have uh, Donna has joined us and uh, a couple of other assignments. But we'll 
continue along with the next quote, uh, question. For the individual player coach, frustrations may be good or it may be bad. How, how do you explain this? Well, uh, the simplest way in terms of the cricket. Let's take the example of T20. If your team is not doing, let me take this batting side, simple way. If you lose most of the batters really early stage, and the frustration is automatic for the next coming in batsman. The frustration is the concern, like the all previous batsmen or their own teammates did not do well. And now it's a heavily burden on you or the remaining batters who are coming next. So in this situation, frustration will be there. It's legitimate. We cannot ignore that. But it can be positive or it can be negative. In most cases, or commonly I will say, frustration does bring negative outcome. Means if you have collapse going on, you already lost the five wickets, let's say, for example, and the better number seven on the crease. The frustration was again to some sort of angerness. It's also hurt the decision-making process, I call it. And what happens here, this person is emotionally dragged into whatever happened before that particular moment where he's going to face the challenge. And because of that, sometimes they play wrongfully or without any seriousness, or you may call it wrong sort selection, whatever it is. But we call it under the frustration rather than staying there or listening or calm down the situation, they are hurrying or rapidly throwing the wicket, we call it. Because they think, what's the point of working? Even you work hard, the result not gonna change. So due to that lack of confidence, frustration brings the player into the angerness and which force you to make mistakes. And that is the most common way. Same thing with the ballers. If the ballers, let's say, uh, you are coming as the third change and first two ballers already has played some uh, runs about, let's say, 12 to 18 runs per over, then you are morally down to be a change baller. Absolutely, the first ball when you try to ball is to see if you can make impact or take a wicket or let it go the dart ball, something that is you hope for. But in some cases, if that ball goes for the four or boundary, then automatically pressure builds up. And under this frustration, whatever happens in the remaining five balls, I guarantee you, either this third baller is giving the same amount of average run the previous two ballers did, or maybe more. And that's what it's brought up. So that's a negative impact. The another frustration is positive. It happens in rare cases, I would say. 
Uh, one of the great examples I can give you is the West Indies first World Cup in 1975, when uh, West Indies was under real good pressure through the Dennis Lilly. Mm -hmm. It took almost, I think, five wickets. All frontline batsmen were gone, and they were almost in a situation to lose the game. And then he got Sir Alvin Kalichiran coming into the crease. As I explained to you, when you lose five wickets, what do you expect? But this frustration was different. Under the same frustration where most of the players lose their calmness and give away their effort, and that's what they hands into the negative side, usually throwing wicket or losing wicket. Where over here, the greatness of the player, which I call it, it's in their head. Even they were down, we call it Dennis Lilly was on song for West Indies at that point. Kali Chiran has a different mood. He was frustrated, definitely. We all as a human being, when you go into this situation, everyone ends up in frustration. But then he decided to do something different that previous all batsmen did not do it. And rest is the history. He played the T20 in 1975 ODI. That was like 60 over ODI, if you remember. Yes. But his particular inning, if you look at against Dennis Lilly, and the way he scored runs in uh, two hours from Dennis Lilly, it's amazing. So what happened here, the same frustration was there. But because of the player's greatness, he decided to fight against and wanted to prove it. Then I'm 100% different than all others. You got a day, you got a moment, you are doing everything, whatever is luck in favor for you, but I'm not the next one. I have an idea for you. So these are like two different examples, similar situation. We have a lot of things going on, like uh, today's game, let's say Rajasthan uh, Royals versus the RCB. Look at the story. They lost six wickets in the first two overs, and then everything was collapsed. Everybody's get out in a low score of 59. And then I remember the end of the match, interview was asked by the captain what happened. It was a too short time to figure out what happened. It takes mm -hmm. time to figure out. <laughs> but you can say those are the critical moments. Once you are under pressure, everyone automatically gets frustrated. And in most cases, the wrong decisions are taking place. Thank you, Coach. Uh, Leon, any questions from you? Yeah, today? yes, yes. I, I, I'm glad Jatin brought up that one with 1975 because we can also remember how Derek Murray and Andy and Sir Andy Roberts held on to Pakistan when they were on the brink of the sea. They were not yep. frustrated at all. They were not frustrated. <laughs> and uh, we, we be, my question to you, Jatin, you know, we, we talked about when West Indies was frustrated, but here's a situation that Roberts and Murray held their own, held their own. They could have been falling 
wicked could have been fallen and West Indies could have been defeated. People felt that they were already defeated. What do you think went through the minds of these two players for them not to be frustrated? It, it's a very hard to say on that particular thing without asking Sir Andy Roberts or those players involved. But I can read, I can read the inning itself. It's uh, absolutely one of the best innings you can find. And that was the day. And under that situation, as I say, frustration is normal. It doesn't spare anyone. But the greatness of the players belongs to where they are able to contain that frustration or they become the really cool or calm down situation to tackle with it. The first thing you have to eliminate the frustrating thoughts from the head. And then you focus in a current moment. And that is what exactly that pair did. They don't care what happened at that particular moment. Even they were knowing we are maybe last one, but they never give up. They never give up. What they decided, instead of thinking all over about the team situation and what their teammates did, they decided to their way. We call it the stubborn attitude. Hey, I'm here. I'm going to do as long as I can. I'm staying here until end of the game. And it did work out. Those mm-hmm. are like a two turning point for the West Indies first World Cup. That's in college winning against Lily. And definitely this pair, what they put on show against Pakistan. These are the two, we call it turning point to win that first World Cup. Indeed. Now, another question, Dennis. Yeah, yeah, mothers and fathers want the best out of their children. And sometimes they're in the stand watching their son or daughter batting or bowling. And these kids want to do their utmost. But it's harder they try, they, they are not able to succeed. You know, my question to you now, should mothers and fathers really go to a match and, and try and encourage the children or trying to bring the best out of the children and sometimes it doesn't work? What, what would you say to a mother and parent and father who is attending a match and sees the son or daughter? It's uh, definitely the concern. A little bit we are off the topic of frustration, but I will definitely answer it's uh, usually age-specific, and I heavily put more weight on maturity. Mm-hmm. If we understand the right, the young kids, even under 12, they are paying more attention to their parents than the coaches. So during that time, the right parents who understand coaching, who understand the sport, they will prefer not to go to the ground. The reason for that, if you want to see your kid can succeed, then you have to understand this game is all about self-decision making process when they are in the field. So to train them, it is the best option. Stay away from the ground. 
Let them play the way they like or the way they love to do it. The main reason for that, if you are on the sidelines, then this young player is absolutely, I call it the double mind. Every ball he plays or every man, uh, moment he thinks about you or she thinks about it because the parents are there. And I have seen it. Or you can uh, even judge yourself. Go to the youth game. Let's say 10 years old kid is playing. If you look at it, they are not in the game. If they have mom or dad on the sideline or something, their head is pointing that direction more often than they face the down on the pitch. The another thing is, I call it the realism maturity is, we understand why the young players follow their parents and they are more attracted about what they do, where they are, what the presence belongs. And that can be the disturbing on the performance and that is also delays the process of self-decision-making process. But the maturity is another concern. If the player is good, if it understand parents are there to support me or watch my game, but I got to do my way, my business. That's called a maturity. It means they are not distracted. They are not paying too much attention to the parent. And if they can do perform their own way without the instruction from the parents, let's say, and then it's a good. And it only happens if the player is mature. Even he understands what he's doing and does he need instruction from outside. Another point here, when the young players get confused or unable to make right decision or delaying that decision-making process, we call it the weakness in that process, then parents from the sidelines instructing them what to do. They usually mm-hmm. give the things what they're supposed to do like that. And that is a completely not a way to train young players in any sport, not just cricket. Even in other sports, they don't prefer this way. So I will suggest, if it is a parents, I will say the simple statement is let them do what they like to do and love to do and you stay back, relax, and watch it. Mm-hmm. If your kid or daughters, young ones are young at youth level, and if you go to the game, and if you see that there is eye contact or they are looking at you more often, I will suggest we need to find the other alternative so they can put their head in the game than the outside world, and that is the best thing to train them. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. What is or how do you explain the effect or the impact on of frustration on players in a match? In a match, we already discussed so far, it can impact you positive or negative, but the most likely is the negative one. But this frustration can be more dangerous and damaging of the field activity. I'll be coming to soon with the example. The more risk is involved in a frustration mind when something happens in the game. Uh, 
In terms of the example, I can definitely say, even at the highest level or professional or international level, we have seen players who are either upset or they're speaking something against team or administration, selection process, or outcome of the game, something. Now, those are the statements coming definitely because of the frustration. And sometimes, whatever they're saying in a frustration, it mostly the intention usually, if you listen to those frustrating statements, is the person is not willing to take blame or person is trying to stay away from the blame, but believes it's not my fault, it's others' fault. And that is what it causes more damage. And like, uh, if I give the good example, is the West Indies. When the player get into situation, they make some decision, and after that, do I have to say? They don't want to represent the country, They'll find the excuse not to be part of the team. So these are things are not a something player wants to do, but they came out to a situation where they cannot take it anymore. We call it the loss of tolerance about mm. the situation. And then whatever is happening with them, absolutely, this is off the field. But whatever happened in the game or whatever happened with the team or the tour, this is what is bouncing back. And because of that, whatever the statement they make, it immediately goes into the disagreement against whoever they speak. Most likely they are speaking against the administration or selection committee or something like that. And then you already started the fire, I call it. And now you're trying to get into the disagreement. And it's arguing process. Sometimes works, but the most time don't. And who suffers? If you look at it, if your research is, I believe the person who made a statement under the frustration is the one suffering. Thank you, Coach. Um, let's change um, our direction for a second. Mood change or mood swing, Coach, is often cited as having an effect on performance. Can you explain this particular um, uh, situation? This is the uh, real good question, and I will say, if you understand right, the moment of frustration comes because so many things happen, let's say this way. That includes the expectation. Also, the game situation itself, the current moment, we call it under pressure, something like that. And then it forces you in your mindset process to think so many things, which is not much concern to the next moment, but we are still puzzling from that previous moment. And what it forces you is, once you're in the frustration, is a part of the mood. It puts you down. You maybe lose a smile, turn into the big face, and have some angerness. But what happens if you change your mood or able to change mood in this particular moment? 
things can change. Because mood is the one controls your thought process. And it directly impacts. And if you can change that mood or decide to do something under this situation, the result and outcome can be different than in what could be under the frustration. And this is, again, it's a part of that distraction and how to avoid the confusions. That's a similar process, but over here, the mood is what? Are you doing something to switch on and off situation so you can really focus and concentrate on the next moment? And that's all matters. And that's how the mood can change. If you can control that, then you can at least avoid or eliminate frustration and keep continue doing well. Coach, frustration is visible in many life situations, but is it possible to control or to avoid it? Yes, it is. And it's, uh, you can say we call it the body language, right? Uh, sometimes depends on the person's nature and ability and habits. You can see the physical body language. Sometimes it can be over-aggressive. Sometimes you can see the face. If you read it right, we usually call it, he's not in right mood, he's angry. What it means? There's something going on. Person don't like it. So there's a, we call it the body language. Is the five is like your eye contact. Your facial expression is the key to read this frustration or mood. And at the same time, look for the body, the physical action. For example, I can give you the good example what happens when you see, we have seen this a lot of time on TV. Batsmen get out for some reason, and all of a sudden they get upset. They throw the bat, mm-hmm. they swing around, they say, they speak something on themselves. These are the all frustrations. And the thing is, here is the difference. Everybody gets into, but the great players and good players, they don't get into for example, I can give you one of the best examples I have seen over the years is a woman captain of India, Mithali Raj. She used to be a captain and put so many records. But if you see her, it does not matter how she gets out, at what score, when, has nothing to do with it. She's coming off with a smile. It's very hard to control, believe it or not. As every human being, when you go down and when the things doesn't go as you expected or wanted to do, you will be disappointed. That's 100%. And then your body language usually comes. But there are few, just few, who can control that emotions. And there's a, the other is definitely Sachin Tendulkar. The another, if you look at the West Indies, I give a credit to Sivna and Chandrapal in that sense. I haven't seen Steve got frustrated in the game. He always, in his own way, I call it, in his own way. He knows what he's doing. He don't get into it. And those are the things. Uh, the other best example is definitely MS Dhoni. 
You don't see those things activity. It means they control it. They control it. And because of that, they are in a top rank of greatness of players. Thank you, Coach. Uh, Liam, any? Yeah, I was just thank. Yes, I was just going to follow up on the, the, the topic, the the point that Jatin just raised a while ago, because bowlers too can be frustrated. They will be hit for a couple of boundaries or hit for five sixes, and they want to avoid hitting being hit for six sixes, and they sometimes resort to bowling a no ball, bowling a beamer, <laughs> or bowling. Or oh, batsman could be get gotten getting a bad decision. He was not out, and the umpire gives him a bad decision. He goes into the dressing room and breaks his bat, constantly besides the the, winch, uh, the window, and damages himself. Now, as a coach, how would you approach him or her? In a, in a well, there is a bus, one of the best examples to see the both side of the frustration, positive and negative. Mm. I think anyone is listening, they need to go back to the YouTube and find that 666 by the Yuvraj Singh. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you look at this whole incident, it started Malcolm Nash. before the baller ball was first delivery. Let's take it this way. Something happened during the change of hopes, right? And it was... Uh, verbally targeted to the Yurat Singh, the way I look at it, the video, I say, right? In my opinion, the England side started that communication. Whatever it is, we don't know. They never released that tape. But something happened. And then what happened? As I say, there's a two sides. The batter, Yurat Singh, scored those six sixes because he overcome from that frustration and did it and decided let my back talk. So that's a one simple example. On the other side, Waller got frustrated, but mm-hmm. he was not able to overcome. He tried four different things in that over, but everything went for six. Mm-hmm. And it could have been continued, but because of the game laws, the over was ended after the six deliveries. If you are continue like old uh, Australian style eight ball over, I think Yurat can score two more. That's how the momentum was. So these are the two things. How you control and do something the one you're supposed to do, or under the frustration you are making one mistake, another mistake, another mistake, and end of the day, the person or player who can control their emotions and frustration can be a winner. Jatin, I can recall that Broad went on to be one of the best <laughs> fast bowlers the world has ever seen because he has, you know, excelled since then. And Malcolm Nash, who sobers has hit for six consecutive sixes as well. We didn't hear much about him after that. No, but we are hearing what Hasaranka it was the Guy from is it that 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 uh, Pollard hit the six sixes as well? So uh, they they that's 
there are many incidents. There are many incidents. First one was definitely yeah. Gary Roberts in that county game, long time Against ago. Against right? mm-hmm. and then we have few. There is the one player in woman's side also. But if you look at all incidents, if I have to rate with the today's topic, the Stuart Bar and Yurat Singh was the one mm-hmm. best example to understand how this went wrong for England side and how did went for good India side because these two players made some adjustment in their mind and decided to do certain things and they succeed. One succeed otherwise, yeah. other did not come out anything. So that's like mm-hmm. is not about uh, how the other score, but I have seen like four or five players, six sixes in a row like that. But this one was the completely different situation the way it started before the war started. Thank you, Coach. Uh, Coach, does expectations have a direct influence players' frustration? I will say always. The most of the time is the expectation. Since uh, you thought some way and it did not happen. And another thing, which is I call it the minor. Sometimes things doesn't go the way you like. Someone else is involved, but things are not going well the way you thought. And because of that, I would say the player who is going with expectation and when the things go wrong and get into the frustration, so there's a direct link. I call it expectation is seeding for the future possible frustration. So if you're starting with expectations and you are expecting that this may happen, and it does, if thing doesn't go well, it definitely comes in place. And that is the why we call it go with the low expectations, but go with more confidence. Self-confidence matters most than you go with expectations. Okay, thank you, Coach. Um, Leon, at this time I'd like to um, at least address our panelists, if any of our panelists have any questions. Yes, we have a bunch of panelists. Hand. We have Audley on, we have Ivor on, we have um, Virgil on, so I'll bring them in with one by one. We have, I think we have Donna and Ivor. Virgil, let me see Virgil, Virgil. So anyone of you can come right in with a question if you have. But Jatin, the topic is frustration. Anyone wants to come in at this point? Any takers? Mm. Okay, go right ahead then. While you you Mm. formulate the question. Yes. Coach? I don't know. You know, we've discussed frustrations quite a, a bit this afternoon. The, the one answer that perhaps eludes many of us is, can a player really bounce back from frustrations during our, uh, you know, during a match? So that is the another, uh, uh, we call it the important thing. Sometimes, but I will say most of the time, the frustration is e- not easy to get rid of it. When it comes to you, 
it will take time to get back to the normal rather than stressing out or going under pressure, something like that. But when we say some of the legends are quickly recover from that situation, means they are bouncing back very quickly than you think about it. So that requires the internal strength to do so. How much power you have to control your mind, that is what it takes place. How quickly you can change your mood, that's another tool. But these are different things for different players at different age, different level. You know, even the same person can be different in a different situation. So there is no standard formula or the standard benchmark or protocol or process where somebody can apply and do it on a regular basis. But one thing for sure, on consistent basis, if someone practice to deal with this frustration, yes, you can. You can control it. You can avoid it. And even if it comes to you, if you are able to change the mood, the outcome can be the difference. Okay. Coach, you, you mentioned earlier on, you know, Mithali Raj, Paul and Dhoni control of uh, their frustration or at least not showing any overt sign of frustration. That leads me to wonder if uh, how should a player handle frustrations during a match, such as, for example, you had that 59 all out in this T20 earlier today. That how would players? How should a player handle that type of frustration? That's a good thing, but if you look at it, it's all about calmness. Control yourself. That is the key. And try to understand the situation, the current moment. And then, with the mindfulness, you go forward. If you remember the Gary Sobers word. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened, it's gone. It's past. We can learn something out of it. We can do something. But the next opportunity is completely different. It will be 100% not similar to what it went by or what is past. So it's all about the thinking process. What I could not understand here in this 59 collapse, the team is going through crisis. They are losing wickets on regular basis. Even at the one spot, like say you are 99% going to lose, then how come someone did not decide to stay at the crease and kill those 20 overs? Yes, the mathematically, the inning fold up in 14 overs mm-hmm. or the same score at the end of the 20 overs, both has a very uh, similar impact on your net run rate on all those. 
But the positive side here, rather than wrapping up this inning early, can we just play out? Even we are losing, you have the opportunity to fight back and challenge under this situation. This is a challenging phase. When you're losing that quick wicket, means you are in challenging phase. Are you able to survive in this situation? Are you able to score something during this situation? So this is the challenge. Somebody has to take it. And if you do that and decide to stay there at the crease until that's a 20 over is over, then it's not about what we achieved in net run rate or other calculations. But to me, if I'm coach, I'll think the other way. At least my player got the practice, and he did fight for it till last moment. Because always we have to believe in a simple thing we call it in coaching. Game is not over until it's over. And that is what they lost that uh, concept and decided to wrap up the inning quickly. It's just like, uh, doesn't matter how good bowling is or how tough it is, but someone has to put the effort. That is the matter. So that's like a, even in this situation where you say frustration, can you do your best? And when you do that, then we can say yes the player was capable to block or avoid or eliminate the frustration and do well. And that's a part of the training. Thank you, Coach. Uh, Leon, any additional questions? No, uh, no additional for me. I don't know if any other panelists uh, uh, have any questions. Jatin, Audley? Okay. No, I, I, haven't got, I haven't got a question. Mm-hmm. I haven't got a question. Okay. Coach, I think Ghana? you mentioned mm-hmm. again, I come back to Miss Ali, Chanda uh, Paul, Doni, how you explain their control. I wonder, those are players who have demonstrated quite clearly their ability at the game they played. So they are standout legends in, in, in more regards. Do you know if other well-experienced um, legends follow that same type of um, control technique, or is it a technique, or is it something that they're just strong independently, they learn how to master things, or is there a formula that they are working on which allows them to control frustrations to the same extent? So this is, as I said earlier, every human is different and everyone has a different capacity to control their own action, let's say this way. There are plenty of legends who can overcome or control this frustration. We have seen it. But there are some outstanding players who can be consistent basis, and that is what is maybe dozen players has a different category, like you can put them at the top with the high ranking. Like you have even Brian Lara, don't underestimate when he scored that 380 and 400 runs plus 500 in county is not easy for any level, I would say. Mm-hmm. But that was the scoring side. He was in situation 
with a good partnership to score goals. But the real test comes when your team is down, not doing well, and you are fighting for your own performance or the team's outcome, let's say, and that is the beauty. And where you can say, if there's a Sri Lanka Paul, you got to look at it. How many? I think he's a world record holder, losing number of uh, partners while he was at the crease. Now that part is not easy. Almost his uh, majority of the career is coming in as a middle order batsman. Means you have to deal with this daylight. And we have seen so many times when the all-rounders, after the wicket keeper, they start losing wickets. The mainstay batsman, the senior batsman at the crease, has to make some changes. For example, they usually like to have a single on fourth, fifth, or sixth ball to keep continue with the strike so they can keep their partner away from losing wickets. That's one commonly used tactic we use in cricket. The another one is uh, uh, put them in frustration, like what happens, partner gets out, so they get into the different gear, I call it, where they try to get as many as run possible, as quickly as possible, before that uh, partner can get opportunity to face the ball and lose wicket. So the, those are the things they usually control. And when you that control is not easy, as I said, and that is what the standout. The another situation is, if you consider, is uh, Rahul Dravid. It's not about scoring. It's not about losing number. But he is labeled as a name in a cricket world. It's a wall. Means mm-hmm. when the inning is in crisis, team in his crisis, you are expected. He's going to stay as long as he can. And that's the beauty. And then during that situation, I can speak for Raul David for sure in that case, if you compare the innings, like number of ball faced or uh, how many minutes they stayed at the crease during that situation or how much score they made, if you compare those, he is even ahead of the many other legends. Don't forget, when he was playing in his prime time, you had a Ganguly, you had a Sewa, you have a Luxman, then you have a Tendulkar. So you, you look at that. Every batter was there in a top category. But even though when the situation comes, I will say everyone will be tested in that situation. And uh, that's what the Rahul came out more often compared to any other batters out there who succeed because of the control they have over their own mind. Thank you so much, Coach. And in uh, closing down, I might just quote a uh, phrase here on mindfulness. I heard you mention mindfulness. So mindfulness, according to uh, Michael Chambers, is our ability to be fully aware of everything that is happening in the now moment, where we are, what we're doing, and what we are experiencing. So I take that with me for the rest of the week. And let me say thank you, Coach, for your insights, your knowledge and experience. We invite our listeners to join us again next week at the same time right here on The Cricket Show. 
There is no doubt that Coach Patel has answers to the questions that you have been asking and formulating. The question that says, how did he do that? Why did he do that? Maybe you will say, I am going to do that next time. Thank you so much, Coach, and we invite everyone to come back and join us. But don't forget, stick around. We have another two hours of cricket show discussion, debate, and banter for your education. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Just want to just welcome all and sundry. We have Audley on. We have recording. We do have. Carry on. Go ahead, Leon. We have um, Hyacinth on. We have. I think that's Donna on, we have Virgil on, we have Ivor on, and we're going to be having Audley, of course, on to begin with this evening. You know, it's a special day for our mothers, and we're going to start off with the, with the song and then bring Audley Remember Haranga Herat, 
from Sri Lanka. And uh, that happened when he played against India back 2009-2010. Okay, that's the inside edge. So let's go to the first days and anniversary of Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. It's a time when we can, we're going to look at the cricketing fraternity and we, you can also participate, 515-605-9850, 515-605-9850. And as we go, we give an occasional footnote and individuals as we go. So let's start with some birthdays for today. Some well-known people in this world of ours, you should all know when we talk about Mark Zuckerberg. Who is Mark Zuckerberg? Of course, he's the co-founder for Facebook. He's 39 years old today. George Lucas. Who is George Lucas? He turned 79 today. He's the creator for the Star Wars and Indiana Jones franchises. Everybody knows Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Yeah. George Lucas is a filmmaker, and he creates those um, franchises. He's 79 today. And um, I remember growing up here, and this guy sing Bobby Darin. Yeah, and one of his famous songs, Dream Lover. Yeah, he was born this day back in 1936, but he left us from 1973. And wrestler Vader, Vader, big Vader. He left us 2018. Um, he was born 1955. And a few deaths that we look at here on anniversary today. The chairman of the board himself. Anybody know who they call it? Great singer, yeah. long time ago. The chairman Sinatra. of the board, Mr. Frank Sinatra. Yes, sir. <laughs> to, today, today, um, where he died at age 82, and today it's 25 years since he left us. 25 mm. years. Frank Sinatra mm. died in 1998. Um, then we have you have the chairman of the board and we have a king Mr. B.B. King he makes the guitar talks um, blues singer and guitarist yeah, and those fingers touch those fingers here like it's talking man and today he died at age 89 and it's 8 years since he left us back in 2015 and one year ago we had the sad news about Andrew Simon, Australian cricketer, who died mm. in a single car crash. Uh, one year ago today, he was 46 years old. Andrew Simon died one year ago today. All right, so let's go to some birthdays. We are from England, John Mountain Moore, Arthur McIntyre, Bob Woolmer. Remember, Bob Woolmer died in Jamaica on the uh, some superstitious are, are some, you know, not superstitious. Welcome. Whatever. <laughs> it just slipped right mm. now. Circumstances, right. Suspicious circumstances. Right. And um, never get to the bottom of it. But um, he died. Um, but he, today would have been his birthday, born 1948. Delisha Kissimmee, female cricketer from Australia. Peter Kearson is 68. Ken Volgen, uh, also from South Africa. Van... Dwayne Van Der Necke, Van Der Nerk, 30 years old today. Norman Norton, also from South Africa. Mr. Carlisle Best, out of Barbados. Yes. He's 64 today. He's 64 years old today. And remember, Carlisle Best in his first, not the first ball he received, but the first shot that he played in test cricket. 
Uh, he hit that one for six, his first scoring shot, rather. His first scoring shot was for a six. Carlisle Bay, 64 years old today, with Barbados. Nasim Ulgani, 82 years old from Pakistan. Javier Khan, female cricketer out of Pakistan as well. And we have Satenda Tebu, 40 years old, the youngest ever cricket captain. He's from Zimbabwe. Moshan Ali Khan from Bangladesh. He's 51 years old today. Joseph Abayu from Kenya. He's 43 years old today. And Tom DeGroote from the Netherlands turns 44 years old today. And today also, back in 1927, the birth of ball-by-ball radio cricket commentary on the BBC. And the, the commentator was the Reverend Frank Gullingham, back in 1927. Okay, so for the 15, we have VCB. Nowadays, I think she's going by Vernica Campbell. I think she has dropped mm-hmm. the brown. But we know who we're talking, Vernica Campbell. Uh, she was born back in 1982. And um, to cricket, Joseph Vine, Clem Wilson, Jack Farwell, Charles Palmer, Don Kenyon, Ted Dexter, Isabel Wong, all from England. Ron Taggart from Australia, C.B. Conroy, umpire from Sri Lanka, and Kyle Corbin, also Barbados. For the 16th, we have Janet Jackson. Who don't know Janet Jackson? Janet Jackson, American dancer and everything. Actor, actress rather. She was born in 1966. And Jim Laker, the only man to have taken 19 wickets in a test match. One of three to have taken all 10 wickets in a test match. And the only one to have taken 19 wickets in a test match. But when he took that 10 wickets for 88, it was back there in 1956 versus Australia. Then we have Nikita Kilamila out of Jamaica. On the birthday on the 16th, Ernie McCormick and Joy Libert, female cricketer out of England, Matthew Hart from New Zealand, Gary Kotze from Zimbabwe, Dick Nanich from Australia. And for the 17th, we have Sugar Ray Leonard, one of the most beautiful, you know, we talk about colorful boxers, fast, slick. He, he took the name Sugar Ray Leonard uh, after another colorful pound-for-pound fighter, Sugar Ray Robinson, right? So he was born back in 1956. So we have Mickey Arthur, John Fries, and Tebe Bavuma, all from South Africa, Alfred Freeman, Polly Marshall from England, Olive Smith and Peter Burge from Australia, Asif Butt from Pakistan, and we have Edgar Sharifli, from the Netherlands, and we have Bagworth Chandrasekhar out of India, and Lisa Astell, the sister of Nathan Astell from New Zealand. Then uh, for the 18, Frankie Paul from Jamaica, music uh, singer, of course, Frankie Paul, he died 2017. Um, we have one Esther <laughs> McKenzie, Mr. McKenzie, Mr. McKenzie known about Miss Esther McKenzie. She is celebrating. She will be celebrating on the 18th. Headley Verity, Nigel Howard, Graham Dilly, all from England. Carl Tuckett, Carl Tuckett, Otis and Kit Smevis. And we have Sandeep Sharma from India. 
Pat Tremborn from South Africa, David Wise from Namibia, Andrew Fekete from Australia, uh, Pasam Nisanka from Sri Lanka. Uh, we have James Cameron Dow and Castell Rock from Ireland, and uh, Sandam Islam from Bangladesh. For the 19th, we have Rohan Marley, one of the Marley clans, was born one of Bob Marley's sons. And Mr. Malcolm X, he was born back in 1925, and he was assassinated in 1965, Malcolm X. Another uh, model, singer, and actress, Grace Jones, she was born back in 1948. And Pahara, Sharon, Hamilton, Sharon Hamilton's daughter in New York, she will be celebrating also on the 19th of May. So Gilbert Jessup, Joe Humphreys, and Barbara Murray, all from England, Sharon Graff, and... Um, Sharon Graff from Australia, Alan McVilly from South Africa, Jamie Howe from New Zealand, Edward Odombi from Kenya, Sadak, Sadak Karl, India. And finally, for the 20th of May, we have Derek Murray. Uh, let's say, look at Mr. Bell first. Arthur Bell died mm-hmm. on the 20th of uh, May. Very good friend of this show. He's no longer with us. He left us 2014. So it will be nine years come the 20th oh. of May. So back to cricket is Derek Murray from Trinidad Tobago. Joseph Red Pereira, yes, he is. He will be celebrating at that time also. Linda de la Pena out of Jamaica, the late Linda de la Pena. He died 2017. Jamel Warrican from St. Vincent also will be celebrating. Ajum Topra, female cricketer out of India. Ramesh Howar and Gopal Boss, all from India. Keith Fletcher from England. Sarah Jo Taylor, also from England. Andrew Hildrich from Australia. Imran Farhat from Pakistan. Uh, we have Sanjay Ahmed from Bangladesh. Chandra Cotman from the Netherlands. And we have Deepak Chandra Amana out of Kenya and Daryl Mitchell from New Zealand. That's what I have for you, Ilian. Come back a little bit. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, today's Mother's Day. And just let me just take the opportunity to wish all the ladies who are mothers on the show a happy Mother's Day. Namely, Irma O'Brien, Jocelyn Patel, Angela Heath, Barbara Henry, Mrs. Jason Patel, Donna Brown, Murchis Nisbet. She may not mother a child, but she mothered our show. And of course, Connie Whitley and Fiol Knight. Those are the ones that I remember. I just want to wish you all a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day. And we will try our utmost to entertain you as much as we can with in song and um, vocal. Any who wants to come on first? Virgil, you're on first. Why don't you say hello and give us your Mother's Day birthday greetings as we play a song low on the background? 
Virgil, are you with us? Yes, it's nice to get on the left arm um, open the the new ball. So I like to wish all the the ladies on the show a very, very happy Mother's Day and wishing you all the best. And to all the listeners all over the world, all the mothers, as you know, I have something special for mothers. And I just wishing them all the best. And I hope whatever kids they have, make sure they take care of their mother because mother is one that most likely 99% of the time always with their kids. Uh, from, the, from the time you conceive, they're with you when you're sick, having cold, everything from, from your born. Your mother is with you almost 24 hours. So they do a lot for all of us. Just want to wish them all the best. My sister, my kids' mom, I, all the mothers. Just want to wish them all the best on this special day. And for all the daughters and sons of mothers, please take care of your mothers. Because when you are small, have nothing else. You can't do nothing for yourself. Your mother always been there for you. And as I say, once a man, twice a child, they're getting down. You need to take care of them. And just give them all the love you can give them in the world. Thank you very much. Thank you, too. Simon, you're on. Where is Irma? And a very good evening to all the panelists and all our listeners all over the world. And I want to wish my dear wife a very happy Mother's Day. And I should tell her, I didn't tell her yet this morning, I'm more every day. For 15 or 8 years, I love her more every day. A wonderful, wonderful mother and wife. Happy Mother's Day, Irma O'Brien. So say all of us. So say all of us. Thank you, thank you. Thank all of you. And so say all of us. And Donna, Donna Brown, why don't you come on and let us say Happy Mother's Day to you as well, Donna? Okay, she or no? Okay, Hello? let's go to, yes, Happy Mother's Day to you, Donna. Happy Mother's Day to um, how many, and all the other mothers that are on at this time. Okay. I also want to say Happy Mother's Day to my mom. Over there in Egypt, and to all my sisters that are moms, my aunts, friends, and everybody who even do a motherly part for others. Indeed. Thank you so much, and we are blessed to have you. Hi, sis, you're on, all the way from England, and you miss mother on the team, but not. Just want to say once again, Happy Mother's Day to everyone. Of course, it's on. As I said, in England, we had our Mother's Day in March, but it's always a pleasure and a blessing to say Happy Mother's Day to, you know, all mothers everywhere. We can't do without them. We can't forget them, even though they're not physically with us any longer. So enjoy your day. Indeed. Okay, and we want to bring in Ava, if he's able to speak. He's obviously on the road. If he's not, well... Yes, Leon, um... Good evening, and uh, I too want to join to say Happy Mother's Day to all of the ladies on this show as well. And um, also, one going out there to Elma, 
of Wales, who is on with us, and get her voice in the background there. And uh, there are too many names to mention, but I did not forget Mother B over there in Nevis. I love the wife, Barbara, as well. But give me um, 30 seconds, Leon. It's going to be a sad day, but I'm going to still say I'm going to wish you all the best for this Mother's Day. I just came up from uh, Florida, yes? So it's sad news that my sister out of Montreal, this is for you, Mr. O'Brien. You may have heard the name Lennox Sweet, the mm-hmm. alias, a.k.a. Monkey. Hey, that's my sister's husband. Oh, oh. He died personally over there at Montreal Sweet. Mm-hmm. I have called it Sweet last night. Mm-hmm. The incident happened mm-hmm. yesterday. There's an unfinished pool. And for some reason, his wife, my sister, was in North Carolina, still there, came up for graduation. He didn't come. And while she was here, she said, I'll better go ahead and look about some tiles to finish the, the pool. You know, it's there, no water, nothing. And he went outside in the day to just measure up to see how much tiles she might need and fell into the open space down there in the pool and ruptured his liver was conscious, mm-hmm. went on up to the hospital, but inside, when inside it's done, you're done. Internal damage, yeah. Right in the operating table. There goes the end mm-hmm. of Mr. Lennox Sweet. Oh. Lennox Sweet. Monkey, so sad, I'm a bit sad. down here. Yeah. It's quite my heart out. But we're very close to as well. My sister mm-hmm. um, must be guessing. She's all torn up. Going back traveling tomorrow to Antigua. Overnight there, you know, the travel goes before she get in. So she left her husband whole, going back for a lifeless body. And uh, I don't know, pray for her because she's all shaking up. That's my father's uh, child over there in Montreal, one of his daughters. Okay. Uh, we're yeah. close. Yes, indeed. Condolences. Condolences. From all of us here. All of us. We have Mr. McKenzie's on. Mr. McKenzie? Yes, sir. Good evening, everybody. I just want to hear my colleagues again. And to all our listeners and friends. And to extend congratulations to our new West Indies coaches. I wish them good luck. I'm sure they're going to do well. Thank all you, right. sir. Thank you so much. How about you? Leon, one second, because I'm not going to hear the end of it, Leon. So I got a little tear up there, but I have to say a special Mother's Day to Donna as well. She was the first bear of the bad news, I must say that. When it came up, it was on my phone. And to Ella B over there in mm-hmm. in New York, that's another sister. LLB. She's listening mm-hmm. as well, so I did not forget that. And to all the other sisters that we have here in the Bowen clan, I make it short. Happy Mother's Day. So I have to keep this track. Oh, yeah. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. All good ladies out there. Yeah, good. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. How about you, Dennis? Dennis? As you know, I I read my tribute to my mother earlier on in the show. And what I will just say at this time... I'll read just the last line of my tribute, and it simply says, Thank you, Mom, for being our mother, teacher, mentor, friend, and above all, 
thank you for being there for us. Thank you. Indeed. Oddly, before you come in, though, let me just say that I just want to say another year without my wife. Um, the 24th will make a year. It seems as if it's uh, that she has passed on and we just missed her so much. But God is in control. I just want to just also remember my my mother, my adopted mother, Annie Carty. She was born March the 3rd, 1896, and that, that lady, I never have forgotten her. And her granddaughters were so kind enough to post the pictures to me to remind me of her, how she took care of me, and I will never, ever forget the kindness she showed to me. And were it not for her, I probably would have been elsewhere, might have been in the grave, but I'm grateful for all the kindness she showed to me. Never forgotten her. So, again, let's bring in Audley, and we then have a song to play for everybody. Series of songs. So, Audley, it's all yours. Okay, so um, I have um, a birthday. Um, one of my co-workers, Ryan, I'm celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday to you, Ryan. And uh, let me say um, more happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that join with the rest of you folks, all the mothers that are represented here. And I always have a, a special Mother's Day for, for my Florida mom. I always talk about my Florida mom, Ms. Beryl Anderson down in Miramar. Know that uh, Marubi is gone. only have one mom now. <laughs> so I, I spoke to her earlier today. I spoke to her. So um, happy Mother's Day, Mom, as we called her. And, and Iva, I'm going to uh, um, uh, just condolences from you, my bro- for you, my brother. Um, uh, it, it, really, it really should be a, a day of rejoicing and um, sadness interrupt the whole thing. I'm sorry to hear what happened over there, man. I'm sorry. Accept condolences. And I'm going to cheer you up by, give, by reading one something you sent me earlier about Mother's Day. It says, congratulations to all fathers who made Mother's Day possible. Happy Mother's Day. Come on, fathers. Take a bow. Congratulations to all fathers who made Mother's Day possible. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. Henry. <laughs> All right. Well said, buddy. All right. So um, this is what we have for Mother's Day today. No, play and have another song. He's gonna play afterwards. Yes, but, I um, because... play afterwards. Yes, oh, oh, okay. So let me close my section out, and then Leon will play the song. So this has been the Walter Henry Birthday and Anniversary Hour. Join us next week, um, 7 o'clock, when once again we'll do it all over again. Um, but, but just before I go, I have to say happy Mother's Day to the mother of my children, Zeros. Ew, um, uh, how could I forget that? And my, and my sons, my son's wife, my daughter-in-law, Gwen. Yes, happy Mother's Day to you both. All right, so this has been the Walter Henry Birthday and Anniversary Hour. Join us next week, Sunday, 7 o'clock. We'll be doing it all over again, God willing. When it will be Walter Henry birthday and anniversary of back to Leon with the music. Yes, and before I bring in the music, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to my daughter. Thank you, Mama, for the nine months you carried me through all the pain and suffering. No one knows the pressure you've been just only you. 
appreciate it and uh, glad to be on the show once again with all of you uh, so like you said kind of like I'll be happy to share uh, some experiences from the recent uh, big man cricket over 60s Caribbean Cup in January 2023 that we went and played in it was uh, held in Barbados uh, from the 30th of Jan until uh, February the 10th and uh, 
six teams participated in that one. And uh, the teams were from Australia, England, USA, West Indies, rest of the world, and the Invitational 11 that came in because Canada had to drop out at the last minute and they needed some some team to kind of like fill in that last spot so that the schedule and everything is not completely topsy-turvy. So that is how the six teams uh, were comprised. And uh, it was a round-robin uh, arrangement or a format. So each team played against each other in the first round. And then based on the positions, uh, there was the finals between the top two teams and uh, the third and fourth, fifth and sixth position playoffs that were played out. Uh, overall, West Indies, I'm happy to say, did really well in the initial stages, but unfortunately they <laughs> fell a little bit short in the last stretch and they lost some key games, so they could not make it to the finals. Uh, until then, it looked like they will be in the finals, but uh, Australia and England made it to the finals. So we played on three different uh, grounds uh, spread out in Barbados. Uh, for those who are familiar with uh, Barbados, uh, it was the Wanderers, Pickwick and Beanock, and uh, they were pretty fairly kind of like uh, well-maintained pitches, and the outfields were pretty good. Uh, I mean, it reminded us of the time we went to Australia and played good cricket over there, so it was a different experience playing in the Caribbean, and this was my first outing to the Caribbean, so it was a lot of fun there. And uh, the finals were played at the Kensington Oval, which was a treat, uh, and Prior to the finals, actually, there was a press conference before the tournament began. And uh, after the press conference, uh, a friend of mine and I, we were lucky to meet up with the local head coach of the Barbados team, who was very kind enough to give us a very personalized uh, tour of the facilities. So it was a good, good uh, kind of like a outing that we had that day. And obviously, it was uh, our pleasure to witness the finals when we went to see England and Australia play there. And by the way, that finals was won quite comfortably by the English team that had lost to Australia in the round robin, but they beat them quite comfortably in the finals. So just goes to show that anybody can beat anybody on any given day. Nothing should be taken for granted, I guess. <laughs> so... Uh, also on that tour, we had, uh, or I had the privilege to meet uh, two distinguished cricketers from two different eras, uh, both of them obviously local uh, uh, cricketers. Uh, first one was Sir Wesley Hall. Uh, he was there at the Kensington Oval for book signing of his recently published and re released book, uh, like autobiography. So mm -hmm. he was there. It was lovely to see him. This was my follow-up meeting with him after I had met him uh, when he had come as the chief guest for SCCA banquet uh, maybe about eight to ten years back. I don't know if you'll re recall that, Dennis. Uh, I don't know if you were there, but it was a lovely, lovely evening that we had when uh, Sir Wesley Hall had come here at that time. And it also took me back down memory lane <laughs> because back in Mumbai at the Brabant Stadium, I recall seeing Sir Wesley Hall running Obviously, he was just a Wesley Hall at that time, but he was uh, like a giant coming, running from the boundary and coming to bowl at uh, the Indian openers, uh, one of them being Farooq Engineer, the Indian wicketkeeper batsman who settled in UK now. So it was good kind of like to rekindle those memories, so to say. And uh, 
the second cricketer, which was kind of like a, a big delight because it was the first time I got to meet him, was Sir, Sir Gordon Greenwich. Uh, he was very relaxed, very friendly, and very personable with a very keen sense of humor, and we connected very well. So we enjoyed the afternoon of the finals kind of like uh, in a very comfortable and cozy uh, atmosphere there, and Sir Greenwich was with us at that time. So we are still in touch, and I'm trying to get him to Southern California later on in the year. Let's see how the plans shape up. But if everything goes well, then he will be coming to Southern California. And uh, other than that, kind of like uh, this time, the schedule was definitely a lot more relaxed uh, compared to our World Cup trip to Australia. So it was like in the initial stages, one-day games, one-day rest, one-day game, one-day rest. So it kind of like worked out really good because at this age now, obviously the body looks forward to that rest after the end of a tiring day on the field. Uh, and uh, one icing on the cake for me was my wife and my younger one, they decided to join us, uh, join me and the other friends who were visiting Barbados uh, for this tournament. So we did a lot of sightseeing together, and uh, it was uh, very relaxed and nice uh, outing in a family time that we got to spend good quality time also in between the games. So it was nice. Uh, so all in all, it was a great experience. And uh, actually, after that, uh, most of the players left, but uh, some of us, we decided to continue to Trinidad. And we went there for a four-day trip, and we played a couple of uh, friendly games. And just uh, socialized. It was a very easy-paced, again, uh, uh, trip to Trinidad. Again, never had been there. Uh, and I found the people there to be really very friendly, very helpful, very kind of like uh, courteous and, you know, very outgoing, uh, family-oriented uh, individuals. And it kind of reminded me as if I was somewhere in South India because the culture, the food, the um, the uh, drive down the city and all this stuff reminded you of the structure and the way people talk and behave and everything very very much like India. So it was a good good kind of like uh, experience to see that. And one of the highlights on this trip uh, to Trinidad was that we got to play with uh, Nicholas Puran's uh, father. He's uh, uh, in the police force there, and he came and played a couple of games with us. So it was lovely to kind of like have that experience as well. So all in all, kind of like it was a great trip, and uh, we had a good time. I mean, as a team, we didn't do that great. Uh, we came at number five, but uh, that's okay. I mean, we had a good time. That was more important. So. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. I know you don't have time for any questions, but I have one quick question. What is, yeah, yeah, sure. on, your, what is on your radar or diary for the coming sure. uh, yeah. year or two, well, month or two here in the U.S. for the overseas? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm glad you asked because it is right on the horizon. In about a month's time from like June 20th through the 22nd, we will be having a trial for over 60 at Woodley Park in California, in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And uh, essentially, this is the first time we have had more than 50-plus uh, players, like almost 52 players, if I'm not oh. mistaken, sign up. So till now, mm -hmm. we always had in like 30, 32 people, so we could not make more than two teams, really. But this is the first time we will have four teams participating and playing against each other. And then from this, there will be probable picks for a tournament coming up in Canada in August. 
and then as well uh, we will probably have the probables for the O60 Cricket World Cup coming up in Chennai next year sometime February March 2024 so that is pretty much on the horizon for the O60 group right now okay thank you so much yep. sir thank you so much dennis we we got a lot thank you thank, thank you very much sir Thank you, Dennis, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to be on the show with all of you. And uh, somewhere down the line again, we'll connect, and I'll love to be on the show with all of you again. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Regards to your your family, your wife in particular, in terms of uh, giving her blessings. I will definitely convey that. Thank you. I'll do that. Thank you so much. You all have a wonderful day and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers again on the call. Thank you so much. Indeed. Yes. Thank you. Uh, of course. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Bye bye. Thank bye-bye. you. Thank you. Thank bye-bye. you so much. Uh, well, thank you. Of course, we did not have an opportunity to do our outline, so we're going to do a brief outline and we're going to start on that note, because on behalf of the Cricket Show, we want to offer our condolences to the family and friends of the late Telston Payne. Telston Payne was a former oh. West Indies and Barbadian wicketkeeper who passed on on Wednesday. He was 66. <laughs> Our condolences are extended to him as well. Big news coming out of the West Indies is that Andre Coley and Darren Sammy have been named of new West Indies men's head coaches. More on that later on, of course. And we talked about the silver taking a A-team to Bangladesh, and uh, the Cricket West Indies, they have decided to select a panel of of players to tour the United Arab Emirates, and we have the squad, which we'll give you now, the squad, uh, Shamar Brooks. Let's begin with the beginning, from the very beginning. Shia Hope is the captain, Brandon King, Alex Atanese, Shamar Brooks, Yannick Carriott, Casey Carter, Carty, Ralston Chase, Dominic Drakes, Cavern Hodge, Akeem Jordan, Wilgess Moti, Kima Paul, Raymond Reefer, Odin Smith, Devon Thomas. And the ICC World Cup qualifier team would be Sheer Hope, uh, Shire Hope, Captain, Robin Powell, Vice Captain, Shamar Brooks, Yannick Carriott, Casey Carty, Ralston Chase, Jason Holder, Akeem Hussein, Azari Joseph, Brandon King, Kyle Mears, Gulakesh Moti, Kima Paul, Nicholas Puran, and Romaria Shepherd. In Australia, they're set to host Pakistan and the West Indies in a Pak Home series later this year. We'll give you more details on that as well. And of course, most of you have heard about the IPL match which was played in which the team was bowled out for what? Anybody who knows? 59. And who was the top score? Shimar, 35. And uh, one of the players make double figures of 10. And the team includes um, um, Virgil Mayman. Jaswal, Jaswal went without scoring, Jay Virgil, for two-ball drop. And the team included Just Butler and Joe Root, who made 10. So 
things can happen. And those are some of the things we're going to be covering tonight. But time would not afford us to go into everything. But of course, we had to mention those. So, folks, shall we begin with what first? Anyone wants to talk about Telson Payne? Anybody new tells some Payne? I'm sure some of you might have heard of him, but I can't vaguely remember him. But yeah, I, I, rem- I remember. I remember the Shell Shield days, and he was also a very competent batsman as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone uh, else? I, when, when, it, when, it, when it mentioned pain, it, it reminds me of Leonard Bation from from Guyana from in the Guyana. same mode. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Yes. batsman. Why don't we turn our attention to the selection of the two two coaches that were selected? Darren Sammy as the white ball coach, and of course, Mr. Andre Coley. He is now the white, the red ball, including the A-team, the test team and the A-team. Any comments from anyone? Virgil, what say you? Do you have any thoughts that you want to express with us? Well, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad for Sammy um, to be in the white ball coach. I hope the players of them, as long as the players of them respect him, I mean, we will do good. I mean, hope we will do good as long as they respect each other. And for the, the, the other coach that you said, um, I'm happy for him, whoever the person is. I don't really know the, nothing Coley. about him, really. Coley. Coley. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm he just was, happy mm-hmm. for him. And I just wish him all the best with these guys because it's not easy with our West Indies player, but I'm just wish him all the best and hope he can bring some improvement um, to the game. Anyone else wants to chime All in? Right, um, I just want to, I want to just say that it's a good choice of coach. Of, of, um, it's a very good choice for these two guys to be named coaches. I am, I'm not too sure about the history in coaching. But I think it's a, it's a good decision to give these West Indian guys a chance. Did you, did I ever say you don't have respect at home? But I do I do hope the players will show some respect for them and respond to the call. Because the whole emphasis is to get West Indian out of this uh, mode uh, that they are in. They are not playing good cricket now. And I don't know why. There was once a time a glory days wasting this cricket, but now nobody wants to go out and watch them anymore. They are not. They, they, they are playing, I don't think they are playing to the best of their abilities, and I just cannot put my finger on it to say what the reason is. But I do hope in this new administration they will be able to galvanize and mobilize and climb back up the ladder again. Come on, West Indies, it's time to perform. Back to you, sir. Okay, anyone else? Okay, you? Yeah, I have, some, I have something to say here. Um, mm-hmm. Time does heal. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I remember after the, the outburst, um, after the West Indies won the second T20 with Darren, Sammy, and stuff like that, and you know I believe in redemption. I believe in forgiveness. And, um, but um, after that outburst, I don't think a whole lot of us were looking to 
uh, will ever think uh, we're thinking that Darren Sammy would ever hold an official position with cricket, cricket West Indies again. But you know what? It has happened, and, and I'm happy for it. That is saying that uh, people can move on, and, they, uh, uh, and, and it's necessary sometimes to, to move on. Things happen, and you just have to look at it and sometimes say, look, it was really unfortunate what was done. Doubtless, I think there are a lot of backroom, you know, straightening out and stuff like that and in order for people <laughs> to go forward. But I'm happy to see that Darren Sammy, one of the most successful West Indies captain in, in the past maybe 10, 10 years, 10, 15 years, um, is back with the West Indies um, cricket team. As a coach now, I, I don't know if, if he was doing um, any, any um, coaching. I know he was doing commentary uh, on, on various um, television stations and, and, and so forth. And, uh, in, and he played yeah, at Pakistan. I think he was in the IPL sometimes uh, as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, but the, the fact is he is appointed as the coach. And as a captain, he was a real motivator. He was a, what we call, a no-dying, you know, never <laughs> a, a guy who never, never say die. die captain. Mm-hmm. Never say die captain. And um, when um, you, we look at the results under his captaincy, um, when you look at the players he had to, to, to deal with, you know, you can, you can only rise as far as, the, as the, the, the material you have to work with. And, and I think he did well during his tenure as the West Indies captain. Now we are looking forward for him to do equally well or even better as the coach for the West Indies team. Well, Coley was, I think, um, temporarily appointed. No, he mm-hmm. is appointed as, um, uh, as the coach. He has been a veteran for the Jamaican team, and um, he has played, I think he has... Um, the West Indies um, team at some some level, if not the the Test, maybe the the A team or, or the ladies. But um, he has been involved in coaching. So all we are all West Indians, and we are just um, we just want to keep our fingers crossed and hope that with all these new appointments and the new players and and so forth, that things will be better. But one question is. Where is Fabian Allen? Is he not playing cricket yes. or what? Because, yes. you know, I, I, when I yes. listen to the names yep. and I say, where is Fabian Allen? Uh, uh, no. You know, his mm-hmm. name was not called. Uh, back to you, Leon. Yes, yeah. Leon, I'm glad you mentioned I, it. I, Leon, in, in response to um, Audley's question, Fabian Allen, uh, are you saying or asking if he had been uh, – in the running for uh, one of the coaching positions? No. No, no, selection, no. To, play selection. to play the cricket. Oh, Names okay. of the cricketers. Right. No. Okay. All right. So, so um, just again to back up for um, Virgil, who said he didn't know much about Coley. He was temporarily assigned about six months ago before the South Africa series, and now he's been made uh, official. Uh, Coley is a former Jamaican wicketkeeper batter who has coached at all levels in the West Indies, we're told. And Darren Sami, he had coached, he was a captain in three formats, two World Cup titles, and he has also reportedly to have been coached in Pakistan and the CPL. The, the one thing that I might just uh, mention to uh, uh, the panelists is the fact that uh, the Cricket West Indies has suggested or has said that they had many applicants 
for the coaching positions. And uh, there's still one or two little niggling questions coming uh, at the throat of the uh, CWI selected um, panel that selected these uh, coaches because apparently uh, level three coaching certificates were required for uh, at least one or two of these uh, positions. And it has been said that though one or either of these two coaches do not have the level three certification, Cricket West Indies selection panel felt that they have all the other qualifications and they feel that they have what it takes to, you know, to literally be able to, 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 um, to work with the current teams that we have. And so they were appointed and uh, we should just keep our heads and our wits about us and see how they handle this uh, appointment and hope that they get the uh, support that they uh, should have in terms of getting the West Indies team to move forward. So let's congratulate them and watch them carefully, and then we will see because the knives clearly have been sheathed but it's not been put away. Thank you. Back to ah, thank you so much. Just one can moment, I, Virgil. Virgil, let me just pose this question. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, what are the thoughts of the panelists about having split the, the workload of the coach? Instead of having one coach in all formats, they now have split it and give it to Coley and to Sammy. So, if you can address that as well. Yeah, can, I, can, I, can I have a say? And we hold a question, maybe? Yeah, go ahead. On the appointment that was on the board for us. Yes. Um, go first, go let me go ahead and congratulate um, both coaches for uh, being appointed. And I will give kudos to the, to the cricket board in the direction where they're going. And I say... Just because I always said that coaching at that level, to me, is secondary. They need leadership. Start with the controversial one first. That's for me, though, controversial. Coley, I don't know if it's a trade-off, because I still believe that it should be investigated. Why Shallow's opponent just dropped out all of a sudden from a race. What do you say? Why? Why is it? Why did I, he drop out of the race for the presidency? The Jamaican you mean gentleman? Yeah, oh, heaven. Heaven. Billy heaven. heaven. Billy Heaven. Billy Heaven. Billy Heaven. Yes. Yeah, but we're not talking about that now. Either. Right. So we're talking about the appointment of the two coaches. Can we do deal with that later? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the coaches. No, you talk about the well, I'm coming to that because three. I'm saying mm. I'm hoping that this is just not a trade-off. That he would have said, mm-hmm. I'm not contest against you, and one of my guys would get such a prestigious position. Let's hope that's not what it is. That's why I said, let me put mm-hmm. in a little controversial something. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. But, but, but nonetheless, me personally, I always say leadership comes first at this level. So I'm going to say kudos to him. He's been practicing. They've done well enough with the team, good enough for them to retain him and to appoint him. Now, on to Darwin Sammy. I think West Indies is in a good space, and they would have corrected a wrong that they would have done to the likes of Sir Vivian Richards. 
when they're using whatever yardstick to say that Vivi Richards should not coach the West Indies team, or Clive Lloyd, because they didn't have a piece of paper. I regarded that as rubbish in a garbage can. So now they would have corrected that by um, appointing Darwin Sami, who has not met all of what they put in black and white there. And they would go on and say, we need this leadership. I think they would have done the right thing. He would have joined Clive Lloyd in attaining two World Cup titles. And he must be regarded, especially in white ball cricket, as our best captain. Best. Did it twice. Now, Darwin Sami, under his captaincy, was always under pressure. And he was under double pressure because the coach in Mr. Otis Gibson, that too was under scrutiny. So Darwin Sami had to fight through his own undermining as well as coach of Coach Gibson. So now that he's in the position of coach, I am sure that he would not allow such to happen with some of the senior players would undermine him when he was their captain and um, Mr. Gibson. Because here it is, he has a captain in Sheho who may not be the very most popular guy. So Darwin Sami has walked that road and now he must be able to steer the ship out of these choppy waters. West Indies again would have done well. Darwin Sami, I know this personally, as the captain of the West Indies team would have gone on to the practice pitches and when I call names, I thought you're going to like this. Darwin Bravo, who was not handling the short ball well, Darwin Sami decided to take the ball in the net and to pepper Darwin Sami with a couple short pitch. You know Darwin what Darwin Bravo did? Took off his pads, walk out of the net practice. I do not think that Darwin Sami is going to allow that to happen under his coaching leadership. Bravo got away with that because maybe Gibson was a little too soft, but Darwin Sami did what he had to do. I'm going to practice my batsman, Darwin Bravo, with a few short pitch bowling. And this is a fact that I'm stating, gentlemen. I'm not making this up. So West Indies have done well to put the experience, Darwin Sami, who has the experience on the field of play, now to put his leadership role as captain into the coach's um, manual on the field of play. And I think West Indies is going to do well. It's just for Sheikh to understand. Do not undermine Darwin Sami. Darwin Sami was in your position. He understands your position. And he will make you famous and perhaps bring home a World Cup. Well done, West Indies Cricket Board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Virgin, what, Leon? Virgin, no. Yeah. no. Give Virgin a chance because he was before you guys. Go ahead. And I yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 was, I was laughing when um, Mr. Heath, Dennis, was saying what Cricket West Indies said about Sami with the um, the level three coach. The reason why I, laugh, why I really laugh, it gets back to my whole point again about um, Rakim Cornwall. He doesn't pass all <laughs> the criteria that they need, but they lead, but that, that particular one, they squeeze him out because of that. But with this one now, it's okay. For me, bookwork is good, but bookwork does not carry you all the way when you have that knowledge in your head. The knowledge in your head is more important 
than the book work itself. Because you can have a person that you give them a test and they pass everything with hind colors. Put them out, out there to coach a team and they don't know what to do on the field out there. But they know the book work and they're smart enough to pass that. So it's good to see what they do with these coaches, even though you don't have certain priority, but for sure they know what the ability, what they got in their brain, and they know how what they got to bring this team together. And also I hope the players, just like Ivor was saying about with Darren Bravo, Darren, um, the, I think the left-hander one there with the, yes, the, right. the shark ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what these guys do. I mean, who is you to tell me what to do or who is you to bowl this ball to me? No. When you go out there, if you have an issue, you have a problem, work on that problem. And I hope these two coach work on this kind of problem with these guys and don't make these guys, because they're making more money than them, bully these guys. And also I want to say, when we, when we say Coley, we got to say Jamaican Coley, because it confu- first, it, the name confusing, right? So we said Jamaican Coley, so everybody understands. And the other thing too, Watch and see. You see our players from the West Indies, if these guys don't start playing the local game home and concentrate on that, they're going to lose out big time. Look at the IPL. The last couple of years, almost every team have been a West Indian. Now, how many play? Anybody can count five West Indian playing in the IPL every single day? No. Because when these guys go home, these guys probably like, they don't want to practice no more. They don't want to play in a local team. And these other things is very important. So I hope these coaches can put this thing, put this thing on, on the book and let these guys do what they got to do. And if they're not doing it, then they can sit down at the side. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, um, okay. The, the, point, the, point, mm-hmm. the point I wanted to um, bring back, you asked the question, why or did we, what did we think of the split coaches? Yes. If you remember during the during the failure of the West Indies team in the previous World Cup, T20 World Cup, the commission that investigated, the three-man panel that investigated and recommend, they did recommend that the coaching duties be split. And can can I say something about that? Because, because sure. it's not all the recommendations that were ever brought to the West Indies because the board that were accepted. So... I'm glad that Mr. Shallow had gone that way to accept that. So, so that's why I always bring the question up to see if anybody had seen that. Seen that. So go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah. Well, well no, I, I just wanted to confirm that. Yes, oh, it's a okay. Good idea. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and the other point I want idea. to ask the panelists, you know, who are the likely candidates for Mr. for these two coaches to have as their support team? In other words, who will Sammy has as his assistant and the works. And likewise, Mr. Cody. Anyone wants to venture? Do you think they would take right. Ambrose? Because there was word that Shander Paul was a candidate. Do you think he will take a position as the assistant coach if he, he wants to apply for it? Or would it be? Can I Shander Paul? Shandapal and Ambuz will work with any one of those guys. Yes. Okay. Actually, actually, can Mm -hmm. I suggest that perhaps 
you know, the way Cricket West Indies did say they had applications from all over, you know, around the world, the Australia, world. India, mm-hmm. England, and uh, they did finally select the two local uh, coaches. But um, one of the criteria, again, going back to the level three certifications, I understand, and I can't confirm this, but I understand that Chandra Paul was one who had applied or whose name was in for one of these in the running. positions. And he has the level three certification, and he was overlooked for the position. So I throw that out there just as a matter of, uh, as I said, the, the, the knives are out, or rather they're shielded, they're not out. So let's see what happens as a result. Do we think Chandra Paul will take an assistant position? I don't know. Some people may find that he wouldn't go so far because he was he would have considered himself slighted for the position. But that's my interpretation. Not that's your interpretation. Any comment. Yeah, yeah, that's my interpretation. I say no, he wouldn't go for it. But I'm, I'm glad. All right, I'm, let, I'm, me, let, me, let me, can I come in here? Go ahead. Oh, yes, yes. Go in. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, yeah. When it comes to the splitting of the, the coaching job, you know, white and red, I totally agree with that. And I've been looking forward for for a long time for the splitting. Mm-hmm. For instance, the red ball, you just need to work on one side of the red ball. And uh, and um, that ball is swing. And it's a different thing with the white ball. And, um, you know, I mean, you have to have somebody who's well-seasoned as a white ball um, coach to, to be able to manage the side. And, and it's a different thing when it comes to the red ball cricket. So I agree <laughs> with this thing that says. And by the way, we're in the Lawrence Yagaro hour uh, from England. Yes, so we're, and, we're in the side. Yeah. And just to yeah. remind you, Audley, that is not mm-hmm. white ball. It's white ball, right? Don't they change every 25 overs? Well, well, uh, 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 it's it's a white ball. That's what I said. You have white no, ball and a red ball. Uh, one, no, mean, no. one is new. Okay. One is new. No, one is kept no, new. No, 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 no. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. Mm-hmm. In the ODI, yes, they yes. use the two, two balls. Two balls, right. two balls yes. One, mm-hmm. one from one end to twenty-five balls, mm-hmm. right, and the other. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking so about. Just twenty-five balls. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so it's just 25 from one end, 25, 25 from the other ends. end. So when he said right. white ball, I'm just saying that, you know, you have... Well, well it's red and white, white, white ball. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just yeah, saying, I'm just it's wanting it's to differentiate it's... that there were two new white balls that are used in the ODIs. That's what I want yeah, right. to bring up. Mm-hmm. That's what I just wanted one to highlight. For 20, mm-hmm. One for the 2020. One for the 2020. Yeah, one for that. the 2020, right. Yes. right. Yes. That's used at both ends. Yes, indeed. I had another point okay. that is a slip. Go, right. go ahead. It, it, so gone. nobody it, has no, any it, su- it's uh, suggestion? Any, nobody has any suggestion with regards to... Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Like um, my other point is... My other point is... My other point is... You don't always have to be the lead person. You, you know, I mean, sometimes you have to um, take a little humble pie, or, or you know, just, just, just um, see there. And, uh, and although you're qualified, you consider yourself qualified. Say there, a, a lot, lot in a lot of churches. Are you, for instance, Joe Biden was vice president to 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 Obama, Barack Obama for for, for eight years, and then no, he, he became president. He's now president. Right, so you don't always start at the top. So if it means that if it means that you have to um, um, be the assistant 
although you think you're qualified, um, President Biden was much more experienced than President Obama because he, he, he has been around like, like for at that time about 38 years, right? And uh, President Obama came on the scene, but he, he held the, the mantle as a front runner. And um, President Biden, no, he, then Vice President, played the second figure until his time for the ascension. You know, he's ascended to, to, to the presidency now. So there are times when even if you're qualified or, you, or if you think you're qualified, you have to stay back a little bit and then your time will come. So I would advise Sander Paul if um, you know, he has second thought, if he's offered the, the, like they could be the assistant coach in any of those, um, you know, whether batting, well, obviously batting or position or whatever, that, that he takes it, he, that he take it, stay there. And um, because it, he will just be as valuable, just as his name is gonna not gonna be called up front, mm-hmm. and 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 we have to remember that when if they should get a whopping and get wallop all over it every series, his name won't be called up front <laughs> as of tonight. <laughs> so okay, so I I, I, but, I think you should take the position if it's if it's offered that position. We don't even know who else might have been included as candidates for the position. So, you know, Chandra Paul, I don't, I don't not think it's fair really for us to say that he is slighted. Because they are the candidates, so you don't know how we don't know the qualification of that, other that's players. That's why I use the word that yes. if he's offered, we are just quantifying yeah. here. That's yeah. why I say mm. if mm. offered. Okay, one one more red herring I can throw into this pile here. We love red herring. If we if we remember, Tandra Paul had the position as coach for the United States women's team, and he resigned that abruptly abruptly mm-hmm. without any explanation mm-hmm. and of course we know that he applied for this other position because but his but name the, came are up you in assuming the press. that he he was he was told something he thought he would have been i i as i said it's a red herring and it may be have nothing but bones on it no flesh but nonetheless the point is worth considering that he he was in a coaching position for the women's team for the USA That's and true. he abruptly resigned resigned that yeah, position yeah, yeah. and yes, we asked ourselves too. why mm-hmm. why would he have done that and I leave it at that the red uh, well, what I'm saying if I no, I don't know you're assuming his... that he was promised something are you assuming no that not promised promise, but that not promised but that he wanted to apply and didn't wish to have that in the background as a deterrent but as I said, okay, because, red herring with plenty of right. bones, probably no flesh. Dennis, if I was in Shanda Paul's position when, when, when he, you know, what he did there, um, as being, having that repetition as this batsman who, you know, we, we know can bat and bat and bat and bat, I would hmm. think that I'm, I'm the pro, I was a forerunner and it, it was like a done deal. So I'm hoping, hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I'm hoping yes. with high expectation and stuff like that, and I don't know who was saying if or if anybody was saying to him, "Boy, I, I think it's yours. I think it's yours," and it worked out. Yes. That it was it was that day, that situation. So I, I don't know. As, as I said, we are just getting here. Only, only. A little controversial here. <laughs> 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 
And let me a little controversial here with the statement made by Audley. Audley, are you assuming that he he resigned thinking that he is the number one judge? That's what I think. I'm not saying that, that could be the fact, but that's what I think. You think yes. so? <laughs> well, yes. I don't know because we don't even know who else who else were applied for the position. So yes. I, I think we all I'm not saying that's the that fact. I'm not saying that's the fact. I'm oh, not okay. saying it's a fact. Yes. I'm saying that's what I think. But you don't. But yes. you don't do. Nobody do that though. If you have a secure job, you don't uh, resign before you know for sure that you are the top runner or you may have been promised something. But you don't well, well, as, Dennis, as, Dennis, um, as Dennis mentioned, you know, he don't want him to be a deterrent, you know, getting in the wheel no, of him getting the but, top position. If but but that, folks, don't, don't we have coaches who are in position? We have coaches that are holding position and they don't resign before, before they are assured of the position. You, you could have overconfidence, too. That could come into play. Oh, okay. I never know. I, I right. remember everything is speculated. But that's not the wisest thing to do. All right. That's not the wisest thing. I hope that's not the case. I can't follow that. That's the wisest thing. He's not worthy of holding the leadership role. As <laughs> yeah. We don't get the party member. Okay? A body in the hand is worth two in the bush. And I hope that it's, was not the criteria by the West Indies Cricket Board that you have not you're not supposed to hold no other position when you're playing. I hope that is not on the card. Because no, because, do that, no I don't think so. I don't think well, so. so that's I don't what, think so. so. Move that. Mm. I don't think Santa Paul would go yeah. that route. I have okay. said personally, on this show, we needed the, 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 both, cap, both captains for different formats and both coaches, even though I don't believe in just these coach who are going to baby anybody. We need leadership. And I always said Sean Paul should be our batting coach and mm-hmm. Bruce should be our bowling coach. Yes. I never we, we, we agreed with that. We agreed with that. Like, right. I, who I never, agree with never that. vowed to say, let him be the overall coach. I don't know who he is. be more useful being a batting coach for West Indies. And if you get it done, I hope he gets it and accept it with both hands. But we just hope that we hope that Sammy may have other other ideas. In, who knows? But I would hope that he 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 put some some thought behind it and bring in one of the one of our old stalwarts who can. Well, that's where we start again, Liam, because I've said yeah. on the show he again said it. The coach that should not be the coach's corner. We should learn from the booboo that Simmons did to Ambrose when those powers was in his hands. The board must show the board appoint Sammy. The board supposed to be the one to get someone to be right there with a Sammy. Whatever. Yeah, you, you see, I, I agree with you. And that started when they brought in Bennett King. Because Bennett King was allowed to bring in his full staff, right? And pick who he chooses. I don't mind. Wait, wait, wait. I don't mind Bennett King, Bennett King on the recommendation of him. And they yeah. accept it. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. both did that. They, yes. What was done, if mm-hmm. Simmons had all of the talk, get ambushed to pick him up on the airport, shuffle him around, and then watch him in his face, a big man to tell him, boy, you're not technical enough. That was mm-hmm. his call. So yeah, was wrong. Wrong. Was wrong and, and disrespectful. <laughs> board appointed him 
He said, I'm bringing my, my, my entourage. They accepted it. That's fine with me. As long as the West Indies did it, and he didn't get up and say, you, you select me, and I don't care what you say. I'm bringing my group, and they sit down with the hands tied behind the back. I hope that was not the case. So if Darwin Sammy were to recommend uh, Ashanda Paul, I need to hear that the board approved it. So let the board get the, the, the link. Not no Simon telling Ambrose I don't want you. I need somebody yeah. more technical. Yeah, I didn't and like that was wrong. wrong. That was wrong. That was totally out of order. Disrespectful. So yeah, very disrespectful. I didn't, I didn't endorse that at all, at all. Anything else, folks? I volunteer. Can I ask no, I have a question? The tech, let me ask I have a question. The technical yes. coach that Simon said that he wanted that Ambrose did not have, what did that do to West Indies team? We went further down the ladder. Down the ladder. Huh? Down okay, the good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, folks. See, that's so... why I the paperwork. paperwork doesn't work for me. As long as you know it, and you can push it, and the guys can work with you. That's the most important thing. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Let's turn our attention, folks. We we saw very very one sided. Um, Virgil, what say you to your guys? Okay. Let, 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 let's oh. deal with, deal with the the, 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 the squad to tour the, the the United Arab Emirates. They they picked two sets of teams. One a tour. Of um, of course, we're not going to talk about the A team, which is going to be with the silver going to take a A team, but two full squads for the United Arab Emirates. Shai Hope, well, Brandon King, Alex. You saying something, Dennis? Yeah, just you said two squads. Actually, they've got uh, the same players in two squads. In two several squads, places, yes. mm-hmm. Leon, so it's not two yes. full squad as such. Okay, well, that's why I was naming them, that you guys can differentiate yeah. and see what are your thoughts of, you know, they have, well, two separate sets of players yeah, in. Sub, mm-hmm. Some of the guys mm-hmm. that make both squads. Some of the guys squad. are in already still, selected. Yeah, both squads. So it's, mm-hmm. it's still yeah. two squads. So it's still two yeah. squads. It's two squad, but yeah. what are the thoughts of the panelists? Anybody, yeah. anybody has any yeah. concerns? Uh, I, have I, a... I heard a concern about Fabian Allen, and which we, I also have concern about. Um, well, uh, uh, Rakim Cornwall, which we I asked a question at the the, the, the conference call that they had there on, on um, earlier this week. And the president said we have to refer it back to the chief of the selector. The selector. So we wait until the 26th and see if we can pose the question to him. Why rocking Cornwall if he's not eligible to play? If he were available... Not, not even the A team. Not even the A team. Not even one of these teams. And Leon, he could, he, hot, hot off the yes. press, Leon. The, the Desmond Higgins will be applying, having a media interaction tomorrow, Monday at 11 a.m. Jamaica time, which I think might we, be we'll about 10 a.m. Your, your 10 time. 10 a.m. U.S., yeah. Mm. yeah. So, okay. So, because I thought uh, they said you were going to be on the 26th. That's what well, they may have said that, but they're now saying that he Brought will forward. be available tomorrow. So tomorrow. make sure you set, set your timepiece yes, uh, for, okay. for, uh, to, to discuss with Desmond Ames why Rakim has not been included. 
And also, I, I, I have a feeling that they're discarding this young man too, this guy, uh, Walsh. Walsh. Uh, despite his, his um, in, in not being productive enough with the ball, I think uh, Walsh is a, one of the best feelers in the world. And as a matter of fact, we brought in Allen, so two of the best players in the world as far as the feeling. You know, in cricket, it's a three-way thing. You bat, you bowl, and you feel. If you're lacking in one, you can lose a, a match as a result of job catching and not being able to run out players. So I figure we have two of the best feelers in the world, and we don't even see that the need to put them in here unless they have some foregoing reasons. They, people have denied being um, called up, have refused to be called up. So uh, uh, give, give, give me your thoughts for folks who want to go first in, in terms of why did they leave out um, Walsh? And we know uh, Rakim was, did not made himself available, so that's out the question, but is he eligible to be playing for the West Indies in the future? And that's my question to the panelists last week, and I hope that they can answer it. No, people want to know. And hold, on, hold your horses. What he missed that out because he didn't participate in the President's Cup because there's someone who did not participate. I don't remember his name now. And he the guy from Barbados? The Barbados? I, I, I don't no, remember no, no, the name no. at this time. No, but he said he there was, was not a guy available who did not for selection. He, but he was in the squad and he did not, he did not play. He did not no, play but he did not he play, play, but he did not say that he wasn't eligible for selection. The guy, the guy, um, Query, from, from... Carty, you mean? No, 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 not Carty. Query. Okay. Yannick, Yannick Carrier. Oh, Carrier. Yes, oh, that's what I'm so... Yeah, he did not so, play, but he did not say either. At the point I'm making, Cornwall, it reported said that he was not available for selection. So maybe that mm-hmm. is the reason why they pick him. No, but to participate in the president's cup, he didn't say he not. I didn't know. Available for the computer Well, that's what okay. I'm. Well, that's the question I was asking them. Is he eligible to play for the West Indies in the future? They could not say yes or no. I would, I would think so. Either. Same with Dowich and all those guys. They have not retired. Dowich? But Dowich is not included either? Dowich is not included. Right. Those guys are not retired. So, Shallow said everybody's included. He was included? the vice president when that was said. And he mm-hmm. came on and he has not reneged on that. Everybody, as mm-hmm. long as you're not retired from cricket, retired. you are eligible to play. So we have to work Regard- yes. Re- regarding the the Cornwall and the uh, the try the week series. Weeks while yes. he, he he was invited. Cornwall was invited to participate, <laughs> and he declined for personal yes, reasons. Exactly. Yes, but that should not rule him out from going to play for eighteen. Oh, well, we don't eight, know. Eight, we don't know. Do, do we don't know that for sure, Ivor? Do but, we know that for sure? But, but I just see, put it I down and say, I just hope Cornwall is shorting himself. You may think that for some reason or the other, I think he's a very good all-rounder. I think all he needs to do is to stop, examine himself, and get out in the nest and practice. 
I have heard Courtney yeah. said they're looking after Hope. They're, they're, they're in consultation with Hope. Not yeah. The guy from Trinidad there, what's his name there? He come and Andrew Mason sometimes. Anyway, those guys are saying individual things. They're looking after this. I have not one time hear them say, we are in consultation with Kyron mm-hmm. Sowell. We are in consultation with such and such. So no. why you can't be in consultation with Joaquin Cornwall and ask him, are you available for this thing? We are selecting a team now, two teams. We no. just can't leave some bad mind now and say, oh, yeah, you weren't available for this, so we're going to punish you. No, you can't that's punish him for that. that. That's not mm-hmm. the best thing. Look, because Dowish no, has the same position, too. Dowish has the same position. He was yeah. Asked, yeah, he was asked a question about Australia. He said yes. His name was in the team. The next day, his name disappeared. You know yes. how that right. makes you feel <laughs> as a young man? Yeah. So you true. want the same thing to happen to, happen to him again? After getting 35 wickets and getting the most wickets, and then oh, oh, he must. No, other players don't go through that. He should not be going through. Every single player should get treated the same. If you're going to select them, you select them by you say it's by performance. If you select them by performance, select them by performance. If you're going to select them by weight, tell them I'm going to select you by weight. If you weigh over 250 pounds, you cannot play no matter what you do. Tell me the truth. That's the whole bottom line. Yeah, Virgil, I Virgil, 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 tell them what you told me. You believe it's because they can't find the, the, the clothing to fit him and it costs too much. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> okay. Let, 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 me, let me tell let, let me say something. The same thing, if we look back, um, we, are, we are saying Cornwall, Cornwall on, and yes, rightly so. But if we look back at Nikita Miller, Cornwall has played more test matches more than, more than Con- Nikita played just one test match and he didn't, they didn't play, he played another test match. And Nikita for years, how much years, consecutive years, has been the, the, the leading wicket taker in the Caribbean tournament, in the, in, in, in the, in the regional <laughs> tournament. And each time that they they, they, they gave, that, that he was given a chance was either T20 or the ODI when he has been the main destroyer for years in the four days competition and he was never given a chance to establish himself in the West Indies team so, so this has been going on for a long time and I tell you Nikita Killer Miller has been doing a, a whole lot for a long time no, and, he, and he has retired without, I mean just, he just played one test match but he not been joined into the folks who was referred to Nikita Miller. Uh, Solomon Ben. Yeah, Solomon Ben. Ben wasn't taking a five week all year in, year out either. So you see, what, mm-hmm. the alternative did not justify, the end did not justify the means either. The means. Because I just, I'm going to say it again. Shane Warren and Scott McGill bowled exactly. Exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Australia had the wisdom to pick both of them to play 15 matches together. And yeah. in every match that they played together, Magill took more wickets. Magill outperformed him. You didn't mean you have to discard Shane Warne because Magill was on top of his game. They both played. So I don't understand why well, you can't have two spinners. But right now, with Walton Chase in all of the formats, 
Well, in two of these, you know, test and this one. Mm-hmm. We talked about Weaver. Some people say, oh, I'm happy with Weaver because he makes 50 as our best batsman at number three. No. <laughs> no, not me. That was a flash in the pan. We were happy when it happened, but um, he has not been consistent. I thought you give me the headache. Yes, the squad, Leon. I, I know you gave them Hope, King, Athanase, Brooks, Karaya, Carty, Chase, Drake, Todge, mm. Jordan, mm. Moti, mm-hmm. Paul, Reefer, Smith, Thomas. That's the squad for the UAE. In yes. that squad, I personally would exclude Carty, Chase, and Drake and Moti, and I would pl- bring in the Kurt McKenzie, the young man from the academy, who's shown such brilliance. I would also bring in from the academy, Kevlin Anderson and Johan Lane. This is the UAE squad, not the World Cup squad, and Kevin Wickham. These are four from the academy who demonstrated that they deserve to be pushed and given the opportunity. Carty, Chase, and Drakes, and Moti, why are we persisting with those guys in this particular squad? And the same thing goes for the World Cup squad. We, I would so again... So you're leaving Thomas in What? You're going to leave Thomas in the old Carty? So you're leaving in Thomas in the old Carty? I can't agree with that. You can't leave Thomas in there. No, wait. Well... Well, yes, that's your opinion, and mine is that I would leave I those guys out, those three. Mm. Because when we look at the World Cup squad, again, it's Hope, Powell, Brooks, Karaya, Carty, Chase, Holder, Hossein, Joseph, King, Mayers, Moti, Paul, Poor, and Shepard. So Leon will see that Hossein has been included in the squad for the World Cup. So he's yeah. not completely been forgotten. In that squad, again, I would have excluded Carty Chase and yeah, bring in Athanase so, and Chandra Paul. That would be And you're bringing Chandra Paul in, in, in 2020 yes. cricket? Oh what? Chandra Paul had no business in there. Why not? I'm saying no. Why no. not? 2020? I say you're no, gonna no. use Thomas he been performing as an opening batsman. Let him go and open. Australia bonus Gilchrist bat number seven for Australia. Mark Wall batted number four in test. But they were the opening batsman in white ball cricket. Yeah. Santa yeah. Paul batted yeah. number four first, but he and Stuart Williams were the opening batsman in all the eyes. Yeah. They're doing nothing. Yeah. But you see, this, man? we have to remember that our failing in the, as a West Indies team is that we're putting players in the team who are not performing. And of course, the inquiry, the three-man inquiry who investigated, they also made the recommendation that we need to mix these players and get them from red ball into white ball cricket because we are shown to be inadequate in a lot of areas. And there's no reason why someone like Chandra Paul cannot be put in the white ball team and produce runs. So that's why... In 20-20 <laughs> cricket, and I won six overs. I'm telling 
Sandra Paul to go in there. I mean, mm. Rakim Khan was hit me 40 runs in the first thing from taking 15 balls. I'm taking that. Trinidad Scroden. Now, Ryan, if you give me anything up front here as an opening batsman, I'm taking it. They did that. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, when you put a man to poke in there, just to say, you look good as an opening batsman in chess. So, go and poke around inside here. We need runs, like what you say. And then say, wickets are fielding. Ain't no who look good. Let me bring this point, Liam. Okay. Do you think Sterling is a small guy? Sterling opening white ball cricket. Do you know the pick Sterling in the big cricket? Yeah. In the middle order yeah. and score mm-hmm. a century just the other day. Mm-hmm. And then look at this. They put him in the long format, put him down the middle to bat, and he scored a century. And he ain't a little guy. And he nearly killed us one time. He nearly killed us one time opening in the last qualifiers, right? You remember? Of course, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Only two teams yeah. in this qualifier are going to go forward. And we have Lanka here. We have the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. But, but gentlemen, you know, we have the A squad, A, A team. The squad by the silver, including Athenaeus, Carriot, Casey Carty, Chandran, Sanderpaul, Imlac, Jordan, Brandon King, Jay McAllister, Zachary McCaskey, Kirk McKenzie, Godakesh Moti, Anderson Phillips. Okay, so Kirk McKenzie got his chance up there. Raymond Reaper and Kevin Sinclair. He's in the A team. So, so then it's McKenzie's there. McKenzie's here. They are young. They are young guys. So yes. he's in the A team. So, so he, right. So, so he, he, maybe that's the reason why they're not there. That's so good. Right. Yeah. They, they, they have a lot of teams going out, and then who knows? So, folks, that's all we have. We just have a little bit time now to cover the IPL and that that 59. Who wants to go first? Anybody wants to? To tell us anything about the Premier League, the Titans are still on top, followed by the Chennai Super Kings. They did a marvelous job to come back so close. And the Mumbai Indians, having been last last year, are now in third position. And the look now, Super Giants, they are in the fourth position. So the top four teams are going to go through. Anybody wants to comment on the IPL? today. And my, from my perspective, the highlights for me mm. is the top <laughs> four teams current, currently, the mm. Titans, CSK, Miami, mm. LSG. Those are the teams um, who set, look set to reach the playoffs because when you look at the points tally right now, only Royal Challengers at position number five does appear to have an outside mathematical chance of qualifying for the final. But that is if they can beat if Mumbai Indians and LSG, who will be playing each other on Tuesday, if those two, I being three and four, if one, whoever the winner is there, will open up a spot for Royal Challengers. But Royal Challengers have to win their game mathematically. Of, you know, in order to um, to, to to meet the, uh, the the playoff, so it's definitely looking interesting, and I give really praise to Mumbai Indians for seemingly coming, back. coming out mm-hmm. and 
doing the high well, school would you, would you say, matches. Would you say Pollard has something to do with it? They revive him? Well, I'm no. sure he'll get some credit, but I don't know that no, I can say I, that. I, I said no. Sama <laughs> leadership. You think Sama's not making any runs? But like you said, Leon, on the Steelers play, he's mastering yeah. troops. Yeah, okay. He, so sometimes he just not mm. runs like you were saying. Leadership. Mm. You guys lead leadership. Mm. Leadership. That's what have Mumbai standing today. Sama's leadership on the Steelers play. And he has not come good with the back yet. Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Our partner is outscoring him big time. By far, and away. But he's leading Somebody. the team. Uh-huh. Yeah. Five someone was asking, where are all the West Indian players now? You see, we, we, where is Powell? We hardly see him. We oh, hardly oh, see oh him. we still have those? We still have those? <laughs> <laughs> and Russell, Russell, man, Russell is, is talking himself back into position, man. He, he, he backed not out yesterday, right? And his team won out today, is it? Today? But any but comment on the two? There's there something about a, a match that was played, Leon, earlier, where mm-hmm. um, one side that decided that Azar, Jules, and Rashid Khan played for, where, where um, Sarah Kumar Yadav was given the man of the match. But R- Rashid Khan made, um, made to all, like, 79 or something like that in, 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 in football uh, or in 33 ball, something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that. Only yes. that guy, Rashid Khan, is underrated. The only feel that he can uh, bowl, but he can, he mm-hmm. is an all-around, he's a 360 cricketer. The guy took us to bowl, herb catches. The, the guy, and the guy well. he hit, he hit 10 sixes in the innings. His side was dead, dead, dead. And he and us, uh, they came in at um, 55 for, for six or, or, or something mm-hmm. like that. And he and us, Jari Joseph, he and Alzario put on 88 runs in 40 and balls. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Alzario contributed was seven. He pulverized the ball. In the, the, all, you know, his side just went, fell short because there wasn't anybody. Because he came in late. They were dead and out of it totally. And when he came in and started in the world, man, and he took, and he took four, four for 30 as well. So... Uh, in spite of his team losing, I know a lot of time who, who you know, get on the winning side they, most of the time, 99.9% of the time, they, they, they get them, they, they play off the match. But Sira Kumar scored his first century in the IPL. Um, but I think Rashid Khan uh, agrees. Somebody mentioned that, and I agree with them too. 4 for 40 and the way he batted um, in 30 at ball to make about 78 or 79, not out. Uh, I, I think he, boy, that was something. But when I look at the partnership, I say, well, Alzar Joseph just makes sure that the man was hit playing a blinder. So all he has mm-hmm. to do is just make sure that he stayed there and don't get he out. And he's able to have a chance. And eventually the margin of defeat was much smaller. But that was, that was some match, man. That was some hitting. Folks, we have about sure. 17 minutes left, Anything, or 16 yeah. minutes to be exact. Um, anything anyone wants to know? Simon, you have a question? Mr. McKenzie, any question that we discussed? No, I don't have a question today. Donna. Donna. 
You just opened uh, your your new career. Go ahead. Okay. So the, the other matches will be played Monday and Wednesday. The, the tournament closes on the 18th. Great. You know, you you know she has been a teacher. She was a teacher for a year. She was yeah, a teacher okay. for a year, so she just, mm. she just imagined herself standing <laughs> before the class and making her report. Oh, come on. Good girl. Tennis, okay. good girl. Come on in, Dennis. Donna, I have a room. Thank I have you. a chair here in, you. in the comm box, I, Donna. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Donna. Thank you. Thank you so much. Dennis, You're welcome. I want, mm. I want to take my hat off to Donna for that report because what, what it means is that I no longer will have to focus on doing those because she did such a good job. I cannot fault her, and I appreciate it. A highlight in that um, match there was the 144 runs that Tyshona Knight scored against Jamaica. We have some over background noise there. Yeah, I'm trying to eliminate. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Kaishona Knight scored 144 for Barbados in that uh, 205-run victory. And, uh, of course, we had Trinidad and Tobago with their two-weekest run. Boyce with a 53 and Fletcher 50 and 241, 2 for 41 and Joseph. Took an amazing 6 for 20 runs in that match with Trinidad against the Windward Island. 26 for 20. Six wickets for 20 runs. Magnificent mm. job there, Donna, and the ladies yes, doing that. There's, there's plenty of uh, cricket going on in the islands, and we should support them. Folks, Akilia. we have ten, ten minutes. Ten minutes. On. One person. Can I get one person to do this and send home everybody? And then uh, just play some music to celebrate Mother's Day. Hi, Cindy. You want to do the job? To send home everyone. Hi, Sid. Do you want to send everybody home? With an... Oh, she's probably not with she's us. Probably. Did you call us? Hello, hi, Sid. Are you with us? She fell asleep. Because it's past midnight. It's past midnight. In England. Yeah, past yes. midnight. Yes. Okay. Well, but Dennis, why don't well, we do then? Mm. Well, let's just... Let's just remind our panelists and others, our listeners, of the uh, entertainment show on Saturdays, the Saturday morning entertainment show at Caribbean Global Voices, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Caribbean Global Voice. You can call in with your request, the the first hour, the inspirational hour, and we know how inspired we can be when we hear those selections from Ivor and co-hosts, call it one five six three nine 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 three six nine three For inspiration and entertainment, it's the Caribbean Global Voice on a Saturday morning at 9 a.m. to midday. Remember, that's it. Once again, take this opportunity to wish a very pleasant rest of the day to all the mothers, and we hope that your day was good, your day was inspiring, your day was something to be remembered. Thank you all, and we look forward to your joining us again next week here at this program on the Cricket Show at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Time Zone. Cricket Show, blog talk, radio, forward slash the Cricket Show. 
call us at 1-515-605-9850. Thank you. Good night, all. Good night, all. Listen to some music. Good night, everyone. Happy Mother's Day to all the players. Thank you, Mama, for the nine months we got me. Let's go
over the years. We'll meet again. Somewhere in time. Thank you for the years. Thank you for being there.
Good night, all. That's right. Good night, all. You're the best thing. Good night. Let's go eat. Let's go eat.